Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cockburn. I want to, of course, say hello to my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be back again. We've been really regular over the last couple of weeks, which has been great. We've had yeah. some great guests, and yeah, yeah, it's been exciting. Things have been doing ro- this show. Things have yeah. been rocking all over the place. <laughs> I know it's been a, it's been a busy week for podcasting too. You know, it's uh, I. Uh, at the end of the day, yesterday, I was kind of like sitting and sitting down. I was just like, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Relax, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a busy week and, uh, lots going on on the, uh, social interwebs too. So it's just yeah. not, uh, and that's where it seems most of the craziness is right now. Of course, there's a few articles here and there, but you know, I, I think what I, I, I was going to, I was going to comment on, did, did you know, Rob, that you could, you could run a business without paying salaries, without paying the benefits, without renting a business, without, um, um, having any software developers, no marketing, no support. Did you know there was, when you run a business, that's not, that doesn't go into the bottom line of the cost to run a business. Did you know that there is a new formula for doing business? Yeah, it's only the cost of the bandwidth, I guess, and it's like zero. That's right. So, you know, so it's, man, it is a good time to be in in the business space because it costs, ladies and gentlemen, it costs nothing to run a business. Well, that, I guess, if you hire hire a bunch of free interns, uh, I suppose you can have no payroll. Well, that's not, you can't have free interns no more. That doesn't, that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only other way i could think that it might work Todd. yeah i think i think i was paying my interns like 18 to 21 dollars or something like that an hour i mean the interns don't come cheap anymore especially no as they shouldn't come cheap right, right. yeah you know so but yeah i see your point so yeah. anyway i thought i would just start that off with a little jab this morning and get us going good <laughs> good morning everyone welcome welcome to the show <laughs> yeah it's always good to start out the show with a good laugh. And a yeah, good yeah, it's it's very entertaining. So, uh, yeah, that's the that's, the skies rain money. It rains. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, Paul Revere, when he rode through the countryside and shouted, "The British are coming! The British are coming!" There's been a new saying out there: "The RSS is dying." RSS is dying. RSS is dying. <laughs> well, I mean, Todd, I think it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a distraction from the bigger picture of what's going on with RSS. Cause I think right. it is something that we should talk about, but, but I, I don't think that RSS is dying, I, you know, which I think is maybe not what, what the intent was, but that's kind of how it came across unless it was kind of just trying to get, you know, some, some attention has definitely gotten us talking about it. Right, but, uh, right, right, right. But I mean, RSS is the foundation of podcasting. It will probably always be the foundation of podcasting. But I think the bigger question is, is, is RSS going to be something that is used or um, actively seen by 
um, listeners to podcasts, I think is the bigger question. Um, and that's, that's probably where I would like to take the conversation to, but I'm not sure that others, others may just think magically it's going to be replaced by something new, I guess, or an API or something. Todd, what's your thought? Well, Evo's in the chat room. He says, you can call me out. And I said, it needs (laughs) to die. Well, I, the, the simple fact is no one's going to retool. Well, it's it's yeah. too it's too integrated at this point. Um, yeah. Everything yeah. is fed, you know. And again, um, you know, there are certain things that happen within apps and stuff. But still, the you know, you know, if you look at ninety five percent of apps getting their feed, their directory from Apple, and Google triggering now on Google Podcasts, triggering on the RSS feed, and. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify powers its back end by RSS. They take an RSS feed to populate their yeah. app. Uh, same thing that's going to happen. Well, same thing happens with iHeart. Um, you're not going to get these entities to retool. And it just, and so, you know, and, and here's the thing we shouldn't get hung up on. It's the means just to get the, get the episodes out there. It's just, it's, just a, a, it's just a pathway for metadata, really, Todd. I mean, yeah. for most of these platforms, all they're doing is passing text. And there's textual and, content. And, you know, we've expanded doing. upon RSS with our own tags. You know, Apple yeah. has, Google has, Spotify has. They've all come up with their own individual tags, and that's the beauty of it. And even, you know, yeah. manipulation within content to trigger stuff in apps is possible. Now, I understand that an API is who sounds sexy, you know, yeah. but it's, then it's, then there becomes gatekeepers. That's my concern. I, I don't want any gatekeepers. Well, APIs are used for um, very specific purposes to, to communicate between servers and, and software. Uh, it's not really, yeah, it's not really something that's really makes a lot of sense to use for podcasting. Um, and it's because it's not really a standard thing that people do. People use APIs in tons of different ways, uh, where RSS is used in a very specific way. Everybody understands it. It's an open standard. Um, you can have namespaces, and it's a lot more flexible, right? Everybody knows how it yeah. works. Everybody knows where to how to plug it in. The API is typically something that's fairly customized. And it's, um, it's, it's, you know, like we have our own API calls and they are specific to us. And when we do, when we add shows to Spotify or if we delete a show, which we did yesterday, we tested that for the first time, Yeah, deleted a show from Spotify with uh, an API, you know, yeah, we make we're, a, we're doing that too. Yeah. You know, you make a programming call to their system. You have a token, you have the, you know, the mm-hmm. rights to talk to those two systems. It, it's a, and it serves a function, you know? So, um, you know, we've got a full, full blown API system. People can publish into our system without ever, they have their own widget and they make it. They don't even have to log into us. I mean, it's true, Todd, that, that the whole ecosystem for podcasting could be built on an API. Um, it, it just, I just don't know that there's a lot of reason to retool everything. Just like what you said, there's just not. RSS works terrific for this purpose. So and it's, why and, change everything? And here's the thing. You're not going to have to convince me that we need to do something more 
Yeah, right. Fancy. It's already done. It's already you, done. You, you it got, works. You got to convince yeah. Apple, and you got to convince Google, and you got to convince all the other players that hey, we need to we need to change ponies here in the middle of the stream. So, I I, I just you know there's I mean, going to be yeah, and I understand. You know, for example, one of the things we really wanted to be able to do was we we built some tags that would trigger players to do certain things, uh, pop up surveys, pop up little comment boxes. Um, but the, the challenge with that always is it was, it was a good thought, but what ends up happening here is the, um, no one's looking at their phone, you know, they got their phone in their pocket. So those little pop-ups and stuff wouldn't have mattered, um, at all. You know, you, you know, you just everyone think about how they're consuming podcasts. You, you find it, you hit play and you go on and do your business. You're not looking at your device. So some of those tags really had while in theory they were wow that's exciting let's do that the the practicality of it was minimal yeah and what what is actually being accomplished by rss going away i'm not sure that i'm really following that i mean unless we're talking about the confusion that exists at the listener level and um, i don't the listener doesn't yeah. have to know anymore to them yeah, exactly. it's transparent to, to the listener yeah the only, well, the only, the only people that have had to figure out and how to promote RSS again is the folks that have gotten banned from from Apple Podcasts. Right. You know, they're the only ones that have to do a re-education on what RSS is and how to subscribe. Otherwise, you know, yeah. I I want people to come to my website and I want them to click on Apple Podcasts or I want them to click on Google Podcasts or TuneIn or Spotify. I I want them to go listen wherever they want to listen with whatever app they want to listen. I mean, I'm okay with the concept of RSS disappearing from people's web pages and websites. Mm, I, I mean, I mean, it would be fine if it, people just kept including them there. Because, well, let's be, let's but, be frank. But it's okay. If it most of them, away. most podcasters don't have an RSS feed on their website anyway. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just don't think that as we look at the next generation of podcast listeners, that they're going to even care or even um, they have are, any idea they, what an RSS feed they actually are, is. They already don't. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, so, you know, they, that's jumped the shark already. They don't, they don't care. Yeah. Podcasters yeah. care because they know what it takes to run the show, but listeners yeah. don't care. They haven't for a long time. Why would they? Yeah. Exactly. Thank God they don't have to know. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, RSS is really a method for computers to communicate with each yeah. other. I mean, yeah. that's... That's the purpose of it. It isn't a method for um, listeners or users so. uh, to to use. But I know in the early days of RSS, it was a, a really common thing that people would cut and paste RSS uh, feeds well, there's people, because of the feed readers, right? Rob, the, people are still yeah. hand-editing RSS feeds. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I get them every, every, like once a week. Someone says, oh, I'm still hand-editing my RSS. I'm like, you're what? Yeah, <laughs> and... And how many times is that RSS feed breaking on you? Too, you know, right? and, and and they're still yeah. using tools that were made 10 years ago. And I'm like, right. please, 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 let's help you with save some of your life. And really, because we, we can give your life back. That's 15 minutes you don't have to deal with, you know. Um, so that, if, if you're hand editing RSS feeds out there, <laughs> come on. It's not needed anymore. And if you are, I mean, you're hardcore and beautiful, but wow. Yeah. So lots of, lots of, lots of stuff to think about when you're hand coding RSS feeds though. And we, and I've yeah. done it and it sucks. 
Yeah, right. And it's really easy to break the feed. Yeah, too. easy. Really you know? easy. Yeah. I mean, easy. like one wrong character, like a comma yeah. or a, you know, an yeah. asterisk or something yep. like that. Not, you can break the whole feed. It'll, it, it just won't display. It's busted. You know, yeah. we've had to go to great lengths to stop other plugins and other variety of things that are out there trying to touch the RSS feed too, because a lot of people that are building plugins don't know. So we had to, yeah. we've almost had to go hardcore and actually putting in blocks to stop apps from doing that. And, you know, we've gotten pretty good at it over the years because we've seen just about everything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, still, you know, the, the common one that still screws podcasters is they take a, they do the show notes in word and then they cut and paste right out of their Word document. They bust them every time. Yeah, right. <laughs> All those special characters and Word that trans transfuse through. Well, it's the formatting of words. Uh, right, right. right. There's all this code that's behind the <laughs> text, right, that gets added to the RSS feed. Yeah. And all that is code, right? That's you don't right. want to add code to your RSS feed. No, page. no, that's a bad yeah. thing. Yeah, right. So, so and we, you know, it's almost nine out of ten times we just load this. Oh, man. Yep. You cut and paste out a word, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> we get one of those a week at least, too. So, but, you know, you can, in, in that sense, though, you know, you can break it. So that's the, that's the caution too, is that's the challenge with RSS is you do something dumb, you, you can break your feed, but, um, and then for the most part, it's, it's gotten pretty, pretty foolproof at this point, but yeah, evil, we're not going to blast you. Uh, no, I think no, you no. were onto something that was already happening in the market. It's just, uh, yeah. you know, and I think if you look at the bigger picture of RSS, I believe that even if listeners aren't using it. Um, for cut and paste around that RSS is going to become even more important um, as more and more of these platforms um, want to have s very unique things delivered to them. Like, you know, like we had to do with Spotify, we had to create a separate RSS feed. I know Todd, you hate this and I don't like it either, but we, we had to create a separate RSS feed just for Spotify. So, and I know that, you know, Lipson does this too. They call them destinations. Uh, where they customize the RSS feed for the plat the listening platform. Um, granted, this causes other issues as well, and I know you probably jump in on this because we've talked about this before, uh, but I believe that RSS is going to play an even larger role as you look to the future of podcasting. Well, I, you know, we, we fought it. Um, yeah, I know you did. You know, we yeah. fought it and we, <laughs> we lost. So, yeah, um, Every, you know, what we did is we took the code that we'd used for podcastmirror.com mm -hmm. and we uh, slapped it in our internal system and we had to, you know, we take their feed and we make a copy of it and, yep. and that's what we do. It's, it's really, it's purely a carbon copy right. of their original feed and that's what Spotify pulls. But, you know, in the instance that happened here a couple of weeks ago, you know, they wanted to show down and we were able to, you know, boom, it was off. Instead of them having something on their system, Correct. you know, it was on our system, but, you know, that's here nor there. But Well, there's lots of reasons why, why you might want to have a separate feed to a separate distribution platform. But it's, you know, for us, it was the whole dynamic ad insertion capability. Uh, Spotify didn't want to have any content yeah. into their platform that had that. Um, so we had to create a separate feed that has a different media file link in it. So 
But Tom is, I don't know if Tom is being, uh, Tom Webster's on the, on the watching show. And he says, if there was only something like feed validator that, you know, tells you if your show is any good, there's a, actually do not, please, please. I beg of you never, ever, ever again, use feed validator. Don't go to that website. It hasn't been updated since God was a child, literally. So this is not a site you want to use, but you can use in our pod base, podba.se. And of course, uh, full disclosure here, the site that we bought, castfeedvalidator.com. So those are two hopefully sites. Hopefully you'll never have to use one of those things. Uh, well, if you're you know, on a good hosting platform, you shouldn't have to. Well, it's not true. It's everyone really? breaks. You, you, you know, say what you will say. Every. I don't, I don't okay. hear about feeds breaking very often mm. anymore if they're hosted on a professional hosting platform. Yeah, all the time. All uh, okay. the time. All right. All right. And all the time. People say, oh, our feeds don't break. <sighs> okay. It's because someone has taken a Word document and well, pasted sure, it. sure, sure. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, but that's not, okay. I it's mean, still being broke. Or it can happen, <laughs> but it'll happen if you don't know what you're doing, right? Yeah. So, right. so yeah, yeah, Tom, those are, yeah, and, and, the, and the tools are not perfect, you know. We, we've, uh, you know, I run one thing through uh, CastFeed Validator and, and then I run it over at uh, podbay.se and then I'll look between them and we have our own internal an engine that we built that's really super like super technical that looks goes through and gives all these kinds of uh programming type you know responses mm -hmm. that you would never want a normal human to ever look at and we run it through those three systems and we can usually see where there's an issue if one doesn't catch it the other does so um you know i had a guy the other day that uh um he had a um basically it was just as you said, a little apostrophe or something to that effect that caused the, yeah. you know, caused the issue, a little formatting problem. But anyway, um, so I, Evo says we, we, we lost sight of the, uh, um, if Blueberry owns a feed validator, why do you let people publish an invalid feed? Well, <laughs> because here's the deal. I'm not doing a check on every run through when someone hits publish that slows the publishing down uh way too long and we, again we've we've done this for years and we very rarely have um a feed go bad so you know we've done everything we can but really to build that into the system would definitely slow down the publishing piece a bit because it, the feed has to be recreated before you can even uh, uh check it you have to you know the feed has to exist uh, before you can go through and check, but you know it's it's an idea. I mean, I believe that our our feed generation has like some code in it that filters out certain. Oh, certain we do too. Characters. Yeah, a, I know most of lot. the yeah. most of the platforms do that, where they filter out certain characters that we know will actually break the feed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, but again, it's something we bought. It's something we didn't shoehorn in. And again, sure. we have, we've got people publishing multiple ways. We have people publishing via PowerPress. We have people pu publishing through our oh, generator, yeah, through, through mm -hmm. PowerPress sites, you know, so there's 25 ways to skin a cat here. Yeah. But, and, you know, and, and, you know, much to my chagrin, Rob, you know, it's like these multiple destination feeds. Um, right. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of having 
10 feeds for one show going to different destinations. I'm absolutely not. It should be one feed for all. And it works, you know. Now, if you want to put different content, of course, then you create a new feed. But there's no, I, I just still feel I'm very strongly opinionated here that you don't need uh, one feed for every destination because all this stuff can layer on top of one another and work just fine. You can have the, the Spotify uh, tags in there. You can have the Apple tags, Google tags. All that stuff works in a single feed. And the systems that they have are smart enough to discern between them. They use a priority system. So there's right. no need to have 10 destination feeds. Yeah. In my well, opinion. Well, we don't have that either on the Spreaker platform. I believe there's only, um, I believe there's only two different feeds, I believe. Um, so we're kind of more on your end of the spectrum yeah. here, Todd. Yeah. We're not creating separate feeds for every platform because when um, someone leaves then you got to do 10 redirects you know why would you have to right, do, you do 10 Correct. redirects it's you know that just adds load it's just no you don't need that yeah yeah that's true so anyway we've talked rss to death you know and, and eva says we're not looking towards the future well i, I don't know i just i still think that uh well I don't, I don't foresee a change in the, in the, anywhere in the near future. What is to be gained by changing it? Yeah. That's, that's the bigger question. Well, right? the caution it's, it's is, like, is do we yeah. create gatekeepers? Yeah. Well, that, and also I think when you move down that path, you start creating more proprietary distribution, um, type of, um, technologies, yeah. right? So you start creating a situation where you're creating, um, walled gardens more and more. So, Someone has to give me a compelling yeah. reason why this is a good idea. What, what is the benefit to the listener? You know, this, this is where we have to really look at where, where does the listener get a benefit from a change from this? And I don't, I just don't see it at this point. So. Todd, the only possible benefit would be as if each individual platform had very specific and unique um, data needs, right? That they would um, need an API for where there's a, a complete data exchange back and forth that happens. And to some degree, that's happening more and more. You know, we're getting data back from platforms like, you know, around metrics yeah. and play counts and stuff. We're getting that back from and some of the um, and some you know, of this Spotify. Is, right. We're getting it back from YouTube. We're getting data passing back and forth. Now that's that's one benefit of an API. But but but, the, but, the, but RSS, you, yeah, yeah. But if you look at it though, you look at the RAD initiative. You know, if RAD continues to move forward, which they're yeah. trying to do, um, you know, then it's, it's really, what is that? That doesn't benefit the listener though. That benefits the podcaster and the advertisers with getting more, more detailed play tracking, you know? So, you know, that's what that does. That doesn't benefit the listener. Matter of fact, it, it, well, it could, Todd, it uh, could, I mean, it helps the content creator maybe oh. understand the listener behavior of the content that the, that's being produced and maybe they can, they can find out where people are dropping out. It's kind of like what Apple's doing, right, with the yeah. timeline. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be a little bit, you know, help with the content production. Maybe if you've got in, uh, in, in the, too long of an intro, people are dropping out. You can kind of tweak it well, to can, 
get more listeners. That might be an, an end result, but that is not the goal of Rad. <laughs> no, it's not. You're right. Purely from a business perspective. Yeah. That's what that is. Right? There was something that was at the top of my, I just lost a train of thought. I was going to flip us here to a new topic. Um, what triggered me to think of it? Oh my God, it'll come to me. Um, I should have had, see, this is where when we're just starting the show and we never have uh, any prep where we just go. <laughs> <laughs> comes but, into but for some reason todd we always make it to 90 minutes yeah we? we do we absolutely do yeah. there was um oh what the hell what the heck was it you had some topics you wanted to talk about too yeah <laughs> um yeah i think um I, you know and some of these may be duplicate to what we've talked about in the past to some some degree is is uh around kind of the renewed attention around um, donations, oh, right, and what's been happening with that, and yeah. the the kind of uh, enthusiasm that's come back to donations, um, not even to the point of Patreon models, right? right I mean, right, it's, right. it's it's close to Patreon, but it's like uh, Patreon 1.0 is where we're at right now, um, not 2.0. Uh, which is where the industry's been for like the last five years, right? Um, but now all of a sudden, donation models is the is the hot business model, um, and I'm I I'm a little skeptical, Todd, of of this, and it's not because I I wouldn't like the donation models to to work. I'm just not sure that it. I mean, it's kind of proven over the years that it actually doesn't work. Right, uh, a straight donation model may work to some degree, and I know Todd, you jumped in on this on Facebook <laughs> quite a bit this this week, talking about PayPal. Right, people yeah. have been using PayPal to do donation models since the beginning of time. Right. Um. So you know, this isn't a revolution. I guess the the, the only thing that's maybe a little different here is that it appears that there's um, kind of like some donation process sharing that's going on and maybe a common protocol that's going to be implemented in, um, listening apps. Um, but why don't you tell us your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, um, let me bring a page up here. This page hadn't been updated since 2011 mm -hmm. and I, I actually updated it this week because it was kind of, uh, prompted to, this is the page on my, on my website. <laughs> where people can go to donate. And I mentioned it on every episode of Geek New Central. This is the place to go to donate. Now, granted, I have a sponsor that's been with me uh, for 14 years. And uh, mm -hmm. so for I, I'm in not in a desperate situation to have people rack the cash register up and doing donations to me. So, but over the years, I've built enough... Uh, enough support that essentially my blogging bill and my the person that assists me with the production of my show i can pay that bill from that and i got a fairly large audience but this you know people are still you know some people are better at doing patreon doing paypal i don't offer any added value it's just you know we have some titles we give people if they're at, at a certain level and they're they're Hawaiian in nature. Um, and then I give, even people give to get to a certain donation status, they get something back. Um, matter of fact, uh, you know, they, they basically as they get to a thousand dollars worth of donations, they get this beautiful Hawaiian, you know, it's not a spear, but it's a club. 
and uh, with the shark's teeth in it. And it's, it's really nice and it's expensive. So I give a portion of the donation back in the, in the, uh, in the gift I give back, but it's a, it, it's worked for me now. You know, we've had um, our, at least from a company standpoint, we've had our ability for podcasters add a PayPal link or a URL to a fundraiser page for mm-hmm. four or five years. And I think there's mm-hmm. five or six apps that um, actually use it, um, that actually implemented it. Uh, I, I even think Marco had actually implemented. I don't know if he even remembers, but we're pretty sure that that PayPal uh, or that uh, that supported in Overcast. I have we're gonna have to go back and check that. So don't quote me on that. But we looked at the total number of podcasters that are using that, and it's like out of our total user base. Huh, 5% that are actually have some sort of a PayPal link in their, yeah. in their configuration. Now, maybe, maybe they've missed it and don't see it, but it's pretty obvious in the setup that you can add that there. I, I don't know. I just, uh, I think the place to donate is on a person's webpage or on a Patreon page. I, I'm, we'll see if it works. We'll see. I hope it does. I hope it works. I hope it works well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it does, if Marco's solution works, then great. It, it can't hurt. But I'm also at the same reality point that listeners typically, it's very hard to get them to donate. It's just too much free out there. Yeah. Well, that and plus, I mean, that, that's why Patreon moved to this newer model, which is um, having it kind of like what you've done, Todd. You've created a, almost like uh, packages that people basically buy into, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even even to the point where they get things for their their sponsorship, like a T-shirt, or they get bonus content, or something. There's some other value exchange that happens other than just giving money, right? So that's actually, from what I've heard, that's actually worked a little bit better um, because it's almost like that listener is actually buying something, yeah. not so much just giving money. Which is which? A certain percentage. I agree with you. A certain percentage are are going to do that. They they just feel a compel compelling need to do that, and that is fantastic. And that's what this is going to going to enable. And I think it's it's certainly good. But the evolution of it will, I I believe, move more towards what we see with Patreon today. And if we're going to build something outside of Patreon here, which is more integrated into the fabric of the ecosystem. Um, that may be where it ultimately goes to. You know, I, I had a listener of mine uh, about, about three, four weeks ago. He sent me an email because I'd been talking about my insight, call it insiders that do support the show. Mm-hmm. And I, and he says, why don't we, why don't you, because um, I was asking, let's, let's ramp this up a little bit. I was, you know, mm-hmm. actually being a little more aggressive in my request for donations on the show. And um he says, why don't we go after micro donations? And he says, you know, he, you know, he did the math for me. He says, if every listener or if X number of listeners donated 50 cents a month, um, you know, and he, we, you know, we mathed it out and, and it looks really good on paper, you know, and uh, matter of fact, so good that uh, literally I could uh, do a lot of crazy things if, if it worked. Uh, I mean, like hire a full-time person for the, you know, for the show. I, I really, it could scale out well based on my, my particular audience size. But I brought it up in the show. I said, what do you guys think about 50 cents a month? 
you know, as a, as a, as a model and mm-hmm. crickets, you know, I didn't get an email one back on it, um, from the audience that a or nay, you know, there was no positives or negatives. No one responded. So for me, it was just like, well, obviously they don't care, but if, if I also look at it from a different perspective, if someone was donating 50 cents every month, I would I'd eat 10 cents of that in PayPal processing fees. So it, it, it really doesn't scale unless someone gives a one-time donation for the whole year at 50 cents a month, which seems like that would make a lot more sense. But, um, you know, I have started where people come in at $2, you know, and, I, and the way I say is 6.7 cents a day, you can support the show, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so it's, some people are just better at raising you know, raising listener support. Some of that's read somewhere. Someone was doing like 50 grand a month in listener support. And that's, that's like, yeah, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and let me go listen to that show and figure out their model. You know, (laughs) I'm serious. I'm going to go listen to their show and see what they're doing. What, you know, what, what's engaging their audience to be that big of a contributor. Right. 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 That content should be rocking at $50,000 a month. That, that's that's some serious uh, that's serious serious cash. Matter of fact, to the point where you need an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> so is the No Agenda show with Adam Curry? Are they they doing a donation model too? Completely. I don't they take any advertising. Right? No, no advertising. It's a hundred percent listener donation, and but they spend a lot of time on it. They have two yeah. segments of their of their two hour and forty minute show that is dedicated mm-hmm. to number one. Uh, recognizing those that gave donations, uh, I believe $250 and above. And mm-hmm. it seems like every show there is a number of those. And sometimes people come in with some wowza amounts and then they have another segment that's 250 and below. Um, and then, uh, but they've, that's their entire model. And, uh, on their 10th anniversary, I think their 10th anniversary show, Rob, I mean, they now they had some dry, a dry spell afterwards, but mm-hmm. they raised some. I mean, they raised some money. I mean, it was like a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, five hundred, five hundred, five hundred, five hundred. It was, it was. So sign- how they do it, Todd? They I mean, they basically. I mean, what, it, I mean it's like a it's a value for value, value for value um, model. If they think if you think the show's worth money pay us. And if you don't think, don't. And then they do, um, they, they do, theirs is interesting. If you donate a thousand dollars, you become a knight, a knight of the no agenda round table. And you get a ring, an actual ring, uh, that is a, the knight's ring for you having achieved a thousand dollars. Now it goes higher. They have, and it's all based on, uh, Knights, earls, um, and they give uh, uh, digital equivalences of controlled lands, and it's it's quite a period. It's a very interesting model, and I'm actually it was brilliant how they set it up. And then if you give more than two hundred and fifty dollars, I think you be or three fifty, you become an executive producer for that show. You are actually named. It's credits. It's you're an executive. You can use that on your bio. I mean, it just, it's a whole value for value and they're very, very good at it. But 
they do a show that probably takes them 25 hours of prep. Yeah. To do There's two and a half hours. Go, go, going into that show. They have serious prep. What what kind of technology do they use to actually collect the the donations? Paypal, and these, PayPal these checks, checks, any of PayPal. And everything. Okay. Yeah, almost any type of payment method they'll take. Uh, I don't think they do bank transfers, but they do PayPal. They do checks. They do uh, some system over in Europe makes it easy to. So they've got two or three different ways that people can contribute. Mostly PayPal though. And uh, they have a site, a specific site set up for donations only. But uh, noagenda.com, for those of you that are curious, or noagendashow.com, just Google No Agenda Show. Can you pull that up on the screen so yeah, let me, people watching this can see it? But they do it the best. I don't see it. No one, well, in this $50,000 a month uh, group, they, they're... If that's what if they're truly raising that type of money, they're the king of the hills. Mm-hmm. And, and and Rob, they have an absolutely incredible. The No Agenda Show has an absolutely incredible, fancy website. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they do. That's that's uh, a modern design works great. <laughs> Well, as I recall, Adam did not have a real fancy website no, in the early no, days. No, he no, no. doing this either. It's like... So, you know, they've got a show for their peerage, and then they've got... Uh, and, and then every show has a subdomain. So, for example... Oh, that, that didn't even load. Isn't that nice? So, they got it. So, they have... Uh, their folks help them with their show notes. They've got an app. They, people build this stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they had do stuff on torrents. They, um, oh yeah, they, you know, it's, it's, it goes on and on and on. Um, so again, I don't even find. Oh, here's our donation link. Yeah, yeah, I found it here. So again, another fancy page. <laughs> you know, you got layaway plans for knighthood. I mean, just uh, you know, it's it's it works. And if they can you do know, it with. Go, go ahead, Ty. I'm sorry. And if they can do it for this, any, you know, it just takes work. But that's the model they started off with. Mm-hmm. And they use weird numbers, 33.338888. And, and they're, you know, they're like, when, it, when a donation comes in for 8888, they say, oh, boobs. You know, they, they, you know they, and it's just, that's what they do. It's just, they have, they have little sayings, little catches. They got tunes. Every podcaster, you may not agree with the content, but you should listen to at least one or two of their episodes Mm -hmm. and how they do it. If you want to have a donation model and come up with something. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, on the, I'm I'm on their page right now and they definitely have applied a lot of creativity to this. They've got free podcast license offers for $3 and 33 cent donation. You'll be gifted an authentic podcasting (laughs) license. Right. Signed He's, by the Podfather. He started Adam this Curry. years ago. Yeah, when he yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he's got all sorts of different packages that you could, you know, each person's going to be different. They're going to connect with something here, and you and know that's what he's creating is lots of different ways that people would connect with donations. And and when they don't donate, when people don't donate, they call them on it. They call their audience out. 
I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's like, it's amazing. Well, we didn't get no donations this week. This sucks. Maybe we shouldn't, con- I mean, they're just, oh, it's just like, it's like y- y- most audiences would revolt, but they are like, they're merciless. They're like, well, I guess you guys don't care about us. And they don't use those <laughs> words. They have their own way of doing it that, uh, uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But you you have to listen to four or five episodes when they have a down, a down. And, it, and it's kind of like, oh, well, okay. You know, guess I'm not right. paying the rent this month. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> and I love Adam. You know, I really do. You know, and uh, and John is his own, he is quirky in his own way. Oh, yeah. But, uh, they, you know, they fight. They fight like, Rob, you, these two cuss at each other and and de- it's it's like two married it's like an old married couple is what it's like yeah right <laughs> i mean john is john is such a curmudgeon he's like it's like i mean he's a great podcaster though I mean, yeah he's, he's done done a lot of stuff with uh leo laporte over the years and and he's had his own many video shows that he's done over the years too. So he's definitely an experienced podcaster. But, question but you know, it. Adam's got incredible chops, incredibly talented. He, he'd be successful oh, at yeah. anything he does in audio, but it's an, it's amazing model. So uh, yeah. no one does it better than them. And of course, Adam was, um, I heard, cause I haven't caught up to the episodes. I'm behind. He was all pissed off about Apple podcasts dropping, uh, you know, and basically doing that. And he, he doesn't take a side. He just brought up the same thing we brought up about Apple controlling so much of the equosphere when it comes to the directory. He he actually talked about relaunching another directory in an episode. So, yeah. um, you know, again, it's about the, you know, this is this space originated in and people need to continue to remember this is no gatekeepers. Right. All right. And keep that in mind. I think we'll be good. And Todd, I think the topic that you probably wanted to talk about maybe today, maybe I maybe it was something different than this, but it was probably the the two things that happened this past week where Apple actually fixed its gateway to Podcast Connect. Oh, thank God! And then also um, the crackdown on oh on yeah podcast titles that's been happening in the space this week. It's big, um, big yeah. crackdown. Yeah. So if, if you haven't heard, and you've been living just day to day and not paying attention to what's going on in the space. Your title is your title. Your author is your author. A title is not a title with a description. A title yeah, right. is not a title. Or a string of a bunch of um, spammy keywords. Either. Right. It's not uh, the new media show with Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee ban. It's the, it's new media show is the title. And the author is, can be Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee. It can't be Todd Cochran and the gang. It can't be Todd Cochran and listen to my show because I'm going to make you a million dollars. No, 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 no. They're, they are bringing, and they're just delisting. They're deactivating shows and sending them a note saying, sorry, you're out. Todd, I'm not sure that I agree with what they're doing when it comes to the show name uh, with a person's name. That's a common principle that's been around radio for years it's been a i mean i'm just not sure that that is right i got for to th- them to do that i got to thinking about this a little bit 
And I thought, okay, we knew they've been telling us publicly. They've, they've told podcasters in their newsletters, don't do this. And it's been a while since they've, yeah, like maybe a year ago, they warned podcasters. Mm-hmm. And so I get to thinking a little bit, okay, why? And I think they've got some more staff. I think they've added to the team over there because I'm talking to some new people that I haven't talked to in the past. And mm-hmm. um, so what, what, what has changed? Well, Google has come on the scene. So not every, not every service, and I'm, I'm really, I'm reaching here. So I might be completely wrong, but let's think about this. Most services, the title of your show, um, like if you're on WordPress, you can name your website one thing and your show another in your feed. Mm-hmm. But not every service allows that. So your site is title is what the title of your feed is. So is this is this a way to make Google Podcast search less relevant? I would say it probably could be. Um I think that that perspective on this is it also puts a little more pressure, I think, on the hosting platforms to do the opposite of what we were talking about earlier, which is create uh, unique feeds just for Apple, too. Well, at the same point. <laughs> There's a danger sure. of that, right? Right. So, so let's say a content producer, it's okay to have, you know, um, this week in podcasting with um, – Todd Cochran right. in the feed in Spotify, but it's yep. not okay to have it in Apple. Right. Right. How do you manage that situation? Well, so, you know, if you but, change it in Apple, it's going to impact Spotify. But you've already, the existing creators out there to rework this is very going to be very, very painful. Mm-hmm. If you want, you know, if for the existing, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe Rob Walsh got it right the whole time in having 10 feeds. Um, I I hope this is the path that we're going to head down where each of these platforms kind of determines what's unique about their particular platform, as opposed to the industry overall, then that puts us as hosts in a situation Mm -hmm. as well, how do we manage the the needs of these shows? Um, I mean, I think there's also an issue that I see too, is character limits that that's the other part of it too. Is there character limits of what's displayed in Apple too? I mean, how long can your show name B. Right. I don't know if there's a factor involved here with that too. So I, I, I just, you know, I'm a little, you know, we just, we're just going to have to ask Apple why all of a sudden, and, and it's, and here's the problem too, is you've got shows in the top 10, top hundred that are on the, you know, if you go into yeah. the list and they're not in compliance with some of these guidelines. Yep. Are yeah. those shows going to get taken down? That's the question. Or are they going to be forced to change? Have they been told you have to change your title? This is a, I I don't know if Apple's helping themselves here on this. So again, I'm, I'm always looking at, you know, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's the angle? Why? And there might be a very good reason for it. You know, maybe they're, but you know, because, because you can only search the title 
and the author name. Those are the only two things you can search. Those are the two searchable fields when you search for a show in Apple Podcasts. That's it. That's the only thing you, you can use to search. So, yeah. Todd, if you think about it, your supposition of a motivation why Apple might want to do this may exactly be what you were saying. If you think about um, one of the things that Google would use, Google would use that title um, as a search indexing metadata, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're putting other keywords in there, there, that's typically Google would look at those other keywords. That's a fact. And bring up a more relevant result based on what that string of text would be, right? And if someone doesn't have a robust website strategy, and they right. just have a show, yep, just have a show and no website, which a lot of podcasters do today. Um, yep. there, there's an impact there. So again, it's I'm probably a, it's probably a question for, for, um, you know, for Google, um, does this change that Apple's imposing on the industry impact their ability to generate search results? Well, I, I, the shows that were coming to us, I'm asking them, what was your show name and what is your new show name? title and I'm copying those down and I did a, I did a Google search and I did a screen cap and now I'm waiting. Um, I'm waiting to see how it changes on the Google side. Again, you know, I'm, I'm speculating here. This may not, I might be completely off. Well, Todd, I think it, it would impact it. Uh, I don't think that your supposition is incorrect. I think it could impact it. So it's not giving as much data to Google to index that show, mm-hmm. right? Because if shows we're putting in, I mean, it's it's kind of a spam methodology is to keyword stuff a, a particular data field, and right? I, and originally, I think this is why Apple cracked down is because we had jokers that were doing, you know, a title, and then they would put, you know, 100 characters beyond with a description, a disc, you know, title, semicolon, description. Or... Other other famous people's names too. Right. I've seen a lot of shows will put in there, you know, the name of the show, and then then like a whole list of their famous guests. Yep, and names across. There. And and a little trick some shows have done in the past is in order to get uh, a little bigger reach and get some more juice out of an episode is they've mm-hmm. uh, replaced the GUIDs on on uh, podcast post. Yeah, and. Uh, my daughter's cat just ran in here like he's hunting for something. He's looking out the window. Sorry. Did you guys hear the jingle, jingle, jingle? Um, yeah. Anyway, the um, so there was one show out of Israel that um, got delisted because they were accused of G- changing GUIDs. When we went into our database and we looked because we pulled their feed. And we looked at the GUID values because if they had changed the GUIDs on the feed, we'd have had the episodes twice. We our system would have repulled, and we'd have had double listings yep. for those episodes. We went into our database and looked. There was no double GUIDs. There was not double pulls of episodes. So we went back to the podcast and said, "Listen," and she was running two other shows on the same site, and the other two shows were fine. I said, "Something's something else is going on here. You need to go back and re ask Apple because we don't see 
where because I went through like, did you have a tool? Did you have any plugins? Did you? And I went and I found the line of stuff that would cause some someone to change a GUID. And um, and for those of you who don't know, when in an RSS feed, the GUID is kind of like the master identifier of an episode. That GUID is a long string of characters that is generated by a variety of methods, but that character, that GUID doesn't change. It stays the same. If you edit the episode, the GUID still stays the same. If you replace the audio, the GUID stays the same. So um, we told her, go back, but Apple said, nope, that show is, that feed can never be submitted again. You have to make a new feed in cement. So we're like, what? This is the first time we've ever heard that. So imagine, Robbie's on that that podcaster's on your systems, accused of GUID changing, and they're told, no, you need a new RSS feed. How do you guys? I know how we handle it, but where do you? You know, you guys would be like scratching your head because your system's not set up that way. So we still don't have a resolution on that. Now that's just a single show that got accused of this GUID changing, but I've known now it's one thing to repost a show. That's illegal. You can repost an episode, write a new title, write new show notes, repost. There's nothing wrong with reposting, but don't cut and paste or, or make a change to GUID tag GUID. in the, yeah, don't make a change to yeah. GUID in, in the blog post. Todd, I did hear, not to change the subject too far from this, but um, that Spotify will basically, and I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, but if you make a change to your show um, when it, know, when you publish it um, or you change like your cover art or your album art or anything like that, if you change the file name, um, Spotify will pick it up. It, within an episode? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So yeah. it'll scan scan me, the feed. If it picks up a a file name change, let me think about that for a second. That. So if someone's already, let's think about how the system works. So in if you if you've already gotten an episode, mm-hmm. and I changed the file name, in my the feed. in the in feed. The feed. Yep. That will not re-download if I've already gotten and that episode delivered. Isn't that the way it works with pot, most no. pod, will the podcatchers replace it? I don't well, think I know, so. I know Spotify told me that if the if the file name is changed they, in the feed, they'll update the, it. They'll update. They'll download another copy of that episode. But okay, so. But for those, and, let's just think, of, okay, re- that's good. Refresh the cache that they have of your show. That's good, but what happens, let me just remember, no, so that if you have published an episode and you put a new episode, or you, in the, within the same episode, you change the name of the file, if the file's already been delivered for the episode in a normal podcatcher, that won't be re-delivered. Only for people that are actively listening will get the new file. Someone correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. It, yeah, yeah, I think in a normal situation where there's not a caching involved, right? 
um, that person would just get that new file from the point that it got refreshed. Yeah. So on a pass through type of situation, like with, um, you know, Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, it's just going to pass. Yeah. Through, right. But when you have a platform that's caching, episodes, yeah, right, 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 distributing, what you need to do is refresh that cached copy. Makes sense. That's in their system. So, yeah, because I asked about that because we have people that will up, upload a updated version of their episode, and we were trying to figure out a pathway for people to update the content that's in the cache. Yeah. So, so, so one that's, thing that's how to do it. One thing it just so as everyone there's a some com commentary going on in the chat room. So for my site, when I write a, um, an episode title on my website, I have the option when I publish to change the title of the episode. We're not talking about the show title of the episode in, um, that goes in the feed. I can have one thing on the website, another thing that goes in the feed. I can, those don't have to be married. Sometimes I allow it to go where it's exactly the same. So for this show, it might say RSS is dying, RSS is dying, and then the, um, but I, I can change that based upon the, uh, when, when I post. And um, the reason for that is I write for Google, um, and because generally you can't search for a specific episode on most um, podcast players or podcatchers, um, and you, you can optimize, if you want to, you can optimize an episode with the hope that someone's going to find that specific episode. But you don't have to have this uh, same data in uh, what, what Google's going to index. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, and, it, in some, and I've always thought that there it could be and can be, it, and the SEO would only be for the app. Because I don't think you're going to get any additional SEO from Google out of the feed. But I don't know. With Google doing the stuff they're doing now, I, we're just going to have to watch this. Some black hat is going to come out and tell us exactly what we need to do for Google. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, hmm. So, yeah, this, this, this crackdown. And because I, I was like, I was like, wow, we've gotten a lot of these this week. And I reached out to you and Rob Walsh. I said, are you guys seeing an increase on, on uh, you know, and shows getting uh, thrown to the curve? And, and you both are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely a, definitely a crackdown. And it really came out of uh, the blue. I mean, it yeah. was something changed all of a sudden. It started Friday of last week. <laughs> We're all started getting, and then this week, and I, I don't know, it's just maybe, I don't know how, you know, that's a lot of shows to have to review. Mm -hmm. But if they got a tool in their system or something they're using now, maybe they got a new tool. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it, it probably wouldn't be a hard thing to, to write, um, to actually identify those. But I guess uh, Amazon, I guess, is um, caching um, flash briefings. So I don't know. I read that on Pod News. So would that um, would that be an issue? Flash briefings are here today, gone tomorrow. So doesn't well, matter. If you're, if you're using dynamic ad insertion, right? Oh yeah, it's going to break that. It's less so, than one percent anyway, Rob. So stay calm. I know. Yeah, I know. But I, I know. <laughs> so we just have to go to Amazon. And say, how can we force it not to cash? 
You know, right. it's just another it's another issue we're going to have to bring up with the. And I find Amazon pretty open to. Yeah. You know, if you, they listen, they really do. They take input. So, um, and their team are very, very accessible. Well, we have to keep pushing on these companies to not cash, um, not cash copies. Um, I mean, I, some are going to do it, you know, that's certainly the case, but fortunately there's not that many of them that are doing it right now. And we just have to keep it, keep it from growing. (laughs) So I did my, uh, I, I did the interview with uh, the oh, yeah. the young man from uh, that was not happy with me being not happy about a certain entity submitting shows to Apple Podcast and a few other things. So we had a very good interview, and I think um, the audio quality on the beginning of the interview was pretty bad. I don't know exactly what was going on there, um, but um, let me just say this: I I think what we have. And, and for those of you that are new to podcasting or to, um, they've been in the podcasting space for a while, we, we really need everyone's help. We need to make sure that uh, content creators um, that are coming into the space um, have some, some perspective on why the podcasting space is the way it is. And we're quirky. We have things that are different that doesn't exist anywhere else. And it's again because of this um, no geek, no gatekeeper policy, and that uh, w- it's unique because we can have our own websites, we can have our own RSS feed, we can have our own pod- Apple Podcast account listings. Yeah. Um, all this stuff we can control if we so choose to uh, on our own, uh, really without anybody's interference. You don't need. Blueberry, you don't need Spreaker. You you can do this if you want. There's ways to do this yeah. without any third party tools. And there there are plenty of people doing that. I would say probably a quarter of the podcasting space is uh, self hosted uh, podcasts. And they might even be hand yeah. rolling their feeds, which is fine too, or using a tool. So yeah, again, the software tools that help you create your RSS feed. Yeah. The the key here is you don't have to be codependent upon anybody. And, um, that, that is the true beauty of this space. And although those of us that are, you know, most of you listening already know this, but these new content creators don't, they don't get that. And, uh, we just need to make sure that they know that those options are available to them if they so choose to, you know, in basically, um, be truly creator first, um, so I, I mean, Todd, I think it's this balance between um, ease and doing doing the hard work, right? I mean, right. I mean, it seems like that it's appealing to a lot of these new podcasters to to utilize sure. a platform that makes it so easy. They don't have to really do much. They they, they don't have to acquire any equipment. They can just use their mobile phones yep. for everything. Yep. Um, it's so appealing to to do that. But sure. At the end of the day, though, um, that's not what built this medium. What built this medium is people putting in the the time and the effort to to do what it takes to make 
what they do successful. It's another matter to come in and just play around and have a, have a fun show or do a show with some friends or something like that, which has always been around in this medium. But the, the attraction of ease of production, it can be, um, a little delusional in a way, right? It well, means, it's not delusional. Yeah. It's it's just, and, and, and I don't care how people create content. You want to do it that way, it's yeah. great. There's no rules. Yeah, but it, it but it comes with some trade-offs. Well, though, right? I, I just I mean, want people to be yeah. educated that yeah. here's the lay of the land and here's what you should think right. about. Um, because 90% of those shows are going to be, you know, their, yeah. their buddy and their friend or girlfriend or whatever, having a discussion. Yeah. And, uh, there's it, a place for that, but it depends on how serious you are about being a podcaster right. too. So again, and I think yeah. the good thing is there's something here for everyone, but yeah. I just, um, I want to make sure that these new creators are, are getting that message instead of this, you know, grandiose hype that we're going to, you know, yeah. well, and to, to realize that you are putting yourself into a more of a proprietary ecosystem if you are totally attracted by what's the easiest to do. Now, granted, we all, you know, Todd, you and I want to create platforms that make it easier and easier for people to do this. But we also want to make a platform that's supportive of the basic principles of that have built success for people that have preceded these content providers. But, but I'm also not... Yeah. Rob, we and you and I are the old guys here, so we also have to be c- careful in that we don't uh, put ourselves into a, you know, yeah. you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and right. um, so th- I think that we're we're cognizant of the you know what the dis- you know what the um, added value for them is, and uh, and I right. think though that we just have to do a job of making sure that uh, they understand the. You know, the reasoning. And, and when I had the discussion with him, um, when I when I shared my point of view, he's like, oh, I got it. I got it. And, and it yeah. wasn't, you know, it was a little confrontational on Facebook. And because yeah. the yeah. Uh, type text never can invoke Be the, the yeah. emotion. And usually when two people talk to another, they're not screaming at each other from, uh, you know, in, yeah. in, in, in the microphone. Right. Um, and and I think that uh, the only displeasure I I invoked on him was he had done a like a five minute pre show talking mm-hmm. about me uh, before the uh, the the interview started and I um, based upon everything that had transpired already I you know I I was a little disgruntled with him on that and I let him know that um, because there was no way I could address in the interview what he had said. So I basically uh, just gave him my perspective as a creator, more as a, as a creator than a business owner. And a little of the business stuff came in too, but mm-hmm. um, I think if we all continue to uh, leave our egos at the door and make sure that we all know that we're just in here doing the grind, um, yeah. to have a better better perspective on where we're, where we're coming from. I mean, I actually listened to it and I listened to his, his pre pre comments before you brought, you know, you were brought into the show and I thought he was fair with you and, and kind of, kind of setting you up. He really didn't know that much about you or what your background was or or anything. So I didn't know that. So he really didn't have much to share, much to share about you. Yeah. 
So I didn't, and again, that's obvious too, is that you have a whole new, you know, who, you know, it's basically, Rob, it's, you know, it's classic. It's like, who are you? You know, them looking at me like, you're just some dude, right? And you got to respect that. They don't know the space, you know, and it doesn't, doesn't hurt my ego at all. You know, come on. It's just the way it is. Um, you know, so I think what we have to do is we just have to be more vocal with these communities and getting, and everyone, everyone, and I'm sharing this with everyone so that Mm -hmm. those of you that agree or disagree can at least go out there and make your own uh, commentary on this and and share your thoughts. So, but anyway, that was kind of my, my fun for the week was in having the, the interview with him. So, um, I, I was, I was wiped out. I had been on an hour and a half phone call. I had like ridiculous. I got up at three o'clock in the morning or something. And, and we started the interview at like five thirty or six, my time. And, uh, I'd already, and I, I was, believe it or not, I, I, I needed a red ball because <laughs> I was dragging. I came right off one call, went into the other. And, uh, but, uh, I, I guess, uh, I guess it turned out all right. I don't like to even listen to, the interviews that I do sometimes it makes me uh, cringe. I just it, it is what it is. It's a conscious stream of thought, and you hope it all comes out good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be going to a podcasting conference, uh, and you're a sponsor of it too. The the Dragon Con down yep. in Atlanta here yep. in a couple of weeks. So oh, good for be you down there. Yeah. It'll be the first time for me. I don't know if you've ever been. I have the, not been to Dragon Con. Dragon Con. No. And but they've uh, got a four-day podcasting track. Yep. It's just it's incredible how much content there, how, how many panels that they have, and uh, it's it's a lot bigger deal than I had realized prior. And it's grown. Their their podcasting panel continues to grow over the years as well. So, but this is an event that's been going on almost since the beginning of podcasting too. This is a long run event. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's like 88,000 people that descend on downtown Atlanta. Really? It's that big? 88,000 go to Dragon Con? people, yeah. I mean, oh. I had a really hard time getting a hotel. I, I had to stay like 20 minutes, you know, away from the the conference hotel because they were all booked up. So were you staying like in a Motel 6 out on the back 40? Yeah, out by the airport. Yeah, exactly. So I have to, yeah, so I'm gonna have to take an Uber into the conference every day. But, uh, but yeah, four days. Wow. Well, I'm uh, getting on an airplane today. Uh, first stop is Texas, so uh, I'm gonna be eating some uh, country fried steak tomorrow, and uh, you know, partaking of a Texas food fair. I, can, I yeah. cannot wait. And then, uh, so that's a, starting for a two week road trip for me. Yeah. And, uh, and an absolutely insane schedule as normal. Um, when I do these, yep. do these road runs. Yeah. 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 Rick, that was the guy that did the YouTube rant about me. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I went and looked to show up in iTunes or Apple podcasts. I didn't see it there. So really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His show was not listed. Was he that new? I don't know. He's got a network of like four different shows. Oh. I didn't see his shows. I just, the only place I could find his show was on Anchor. Well, it's, it's, 
it's hard to find anything external of that site. So I'm not going to give me more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Rob, there's something in the back of my brain I wanted to talk about that is it's, it's completely, I've completely lost it. I don't know what it was. Um, it's driving me crazy here. I, I got it. I see. I should have wrote it down. I should have made myself a little note during the show. As soon as we finish, I'm going to go. Ah. So, so was it uh, something that came up in Slack? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I I can't remember. But anyway, it's you know, it's one of those things where you have this fleeting thought. Oh, that would be a good thing to talk about during the show. Then you you forget. So yeah. it's a. Uh, it's I guess it's a sign of 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 old age. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I don't know about that. So I, I did. I guess maybe I can talk a little bit. Um, we've uh, internally. I've uh, next week is another big week for us on the uh, certification process for IAB. So hopefully by the end of next week, we will have uh, all of our data to them, and they'll have everything that they need, and the final round of questions answered, and. Um, had a whole bunch of people out on vacation and uh, everyone's going to be back in the office pretty much on, on Monday. And I got a new group of interns coming in, but the, uh, um, yeah. So then the clock starts for them going through and, and doing the final look through and we'll see where we end up. Um, yeah, we're starting through the process to, I mean, I mean, we haven't actually officially started yet, but, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I saw the, uh, bill for it <laughs> talk about sticker shock well it's uh the way i look at it is it's uh one one third the price of a well actually maybe one quarter of the price of an mrc certification so um mrc is uh that's a bigger gulp i mean that's multiple gulps of you have got to be kidding me so yeah the bill <laughs> the, the the ib bill was big um but i i think what it um, you know, the, the depth that this team has went to, um, I understand, I understand why it's costing what it's costing. They're putting some serious hours into, yeah, into this. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what they charge per hour as an accounting firm, but, uh, it's gotta be on the upper end of some legal firms, uh, based upon, you know, the bill here. So I think mm -hmm. the, 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 the challenge is going to be is I wonder if, some podcasting companies are going to not be able to afford this. Well, the first Probably of all, they not. have to, they have to be an IB member first, which is another big check. Mm -hmm. so, so it's not, that's not an insignificant annual bill. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hey, Rob, by the way, did you know that, uh, uh, companies can run with, uh, um, expenses, no expenses whatsoever. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's only bandwidth. Is it's only bandwidth. It. It's is, only like a like a penny or something right. like that. I think is what I heard. That's right. It's you know there's there's no it doesn't cost anything to do uh, hosting and and the business that runs around it. There's that's there's no expenses there. <laughs> I just keep bringing that up because it's just so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Well, it's to drive a certain agenda, Todd. And oh, of course, say, it's driving. Well, you it. shouldn't, you know, podcasters shouldn't pay for their hosting, right? Because 
they're not really getting anything of value, are they? Yeah, nothing. No value. No no tech support. You know, no tools. No, none. They're getting nothing of value. I'm really being cynical here. It's just, it's a. It's just a marketing thing. It's a way to spin the conversation to, to, to look appealing to a certain platform. Rick was asking you, are you going as a vendor to uh, Dragon Con or are you just going to be on one of the panels? Yeah. I'm on three panels plus uh, we are a sponsor of it with wow. Blueberry. We didn't so. get asked to be on a panel. Interesting. <laughs> of course, I don't think I asked to be on a panel either, to be well, fair. Well, you have to be. You have to ask gently, oh. are there speaking opportunities? Yeah. Because if did. I'm going to go, I want to be able to yeah, speak. Yeah, we didn't ask. So uh, no, no, uh, uh, no, no bad feelings. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of stuff popping up. We got the sponsor packet from PodCon. Did you guys get that? I have not got that yet. Yeah, Mackenzie's got it. She hasn't shared with me the the amounts though but it is available on the street she had to be pretty persistent to get it ah okay well i've i've been trading emails with them i just haven't got that from them yet yeah so it, so that's available and uh the top sponsor spot's 25 grand i think so uh you can go ahead and grab that rob if you want <laughs> <laughs> no i think i'm gonna save that for the the certification no just kidding <laughs> so uh and then uh what else um yeah, so the two or three events, and we were actually heard from some WordPress and WordCamp folks are thinking about doing because you know if they're thinking they say, "Hey, we want some sponsor money." Okay, what are you doing? What's your podcasting track look like? You know, and then they, oh, we're gonna add some, and I'm like, oh, that's that's a quick reaction. <laughs> well, I am gonna be uh, man in a booth down at the down at the TechCrunch Disrupt down in oh, San Francisco. You're gonna go down to that, huh? On the fifth through the seventh, so I'm gonna have a booth down there for, for that. Ouch! So, I bet you that was pricey. Uh, well, we got into a sponsor situation oh, with good. with them, so we're like a bronze sponsor of oh, the event. Okay, nice down there. So I'm gonna be be setting up a little booth down there and spending three or four days, or actually, I think it's like three days down there. Yeah, down in down at the the Moscone West room down mm -hmm. there down in downtown san francisco all right so that'll be interesting yeah and i'm going to be living out of a suitcase and the next show we do you're i think you you're going to host it on this coming saturday i'm i'm going to host a show all by myself but no i'm going to join you but i'll oh you are oh, yeah okay. yeah 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 okay S streaming it using spreaker then. yeah okay. yeah because uh okay. yeah Matter of fact, I made sure my mic is uh, in my bag, my ATR twenty one hundred. There you go. So I'll have that, and uh, yeah, this this trip is uh, a little a little nuts. So I I don't even know what hotel I'm going to be in at that point, but we'll figure it out. Okay. All right. So well, what what else have I got? I don't think I've got much more. I'm sure there's a lot there's of stuff. Be that, something else going on. Well, I, I and, and I didn't even load Pod News to see what was going on there. Uh, it's something that would tickle my fancy. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. What else? Oh, there's a couple of sites that have launched. A little weird. Um, have you heard about Podkite? I have heard the name. Yes. Um, it's sure. basically a ranking site. They are looking at an. Looking at well, they're claiming you know they're making some pretty 
it, to me, I, I questioned some of the stuff that they were doing, but you can put on the podcast site, you can put a show name in and it will show the Apple and Google ranking and somehow that they're making some sort of extended claim that it talks about the, um, they're not saying downloads, but they're trying to make the assertion that uh, if you've been you know, pumping your numbers and you're ranked 562 on Apple, that you're going to have some explaining to do. And I, and I thought, no, not exactly, because um, lots of big shows, really big shows, never break into the top 200. There's, there's shows that are doing very, very well and um, have been for a long time. And I, I just don't think this Apple ranking, uh, in, in all honesty, means that much. Um, you know, the top 10, top 100, uh, you know, maybe the top 10 do, but I don't know. I've, I've always had this uh, wrinkled my nose when someone says, oh, I'm the top 200. And I'm like, does it matter? Does that make well, and, it? Yeah. And, and what does it really mean when it's, I mean, what does the ranking mean? I mean, what's it based on? Well, it doesn't really say, does let it? Let me see if I can find my, my, let's find Is this it, show. Let's go for new media show. Yeah, I've actually pulled it up here. Uh, let's see if I can get it to load. Okay, there we go. New media show. And, okay, so here, here's what it is. Top ranking. We're uh, currently, we're number 266 in Apple Podcast. And um, we've been as high as 207. And uh, so what, what, what does that really mean? I don't mean know what that means. To I have get, no idea what it means. And I guess that you can then get extended data on Google by, and it's got just my name. Your name is in the metadata. So they're, they're not picking up some metadata too. Um, let me go ahead and look at uh, Geek News Central. Daniel had some some commentary on it, of course. Um, I think he didn't have a lot of... And I was talking about Daniel J. Lewis. Let's see if it even finds my show. There we go. Geek New Central Audio. So that show's ranked number 257 in Apple Podcasts, as high as 198. Oh, it's, oh, it's 198 in Canada. 221 in Australia. Again, it's, um, I don't know. I, I don't ask for reviews on my show ever. So I'm not, and there's a way you can continue here. I'm a producer or publisher, and then you can sign up and get more data. Um, they've got a place here for advertisers and for podcasters. So. Explore your Apple podcast rankings in 28 countries. Track your rankings in Google Podcasts. Track and compare the podcasts they care about. Get email alerts when your podcasts are trending or featured. Find the least competitive categories. So, uh, I guess it's free. And it gives a combined chart where it be where you're at in Google Podcasts and where you are in Apple Podcasts. So, and they're saying that this is a pod track replacement to their top 10. I don't necessarily agree on that. But anyway, Podkite. There's another one, too, that's out, that's been out for a while. Um, 
Well, it's this effort to try and get uh, rankings of podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not clear what it's based on. I mean, I mean, it needs to be specified. Is it you know downloads? Is it specified for reviews? Is it specified for subscriptions? What's the what's the criteria for the ranking? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So, I think this is real similar to what Daniel does with his service too. He has a service that does tracks ranking as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why he made some comments about it. But anyway, hey Rob, guess what? We have squeaked through by our chinny chin chin here to the to the ninety minute mark. Well Todd, I think we got a little bit a little bit dependent over the last few weeks of having a guest on. We did, we did, and we didn't do and enough homework. That's right. And, and, and when it just gets back to you and I, which we, we've gone long stretches of time when it's just been you and I. Yeah. And I think we got into a groove with that, right? That's and true. then we started to shift to having <laughs> interviews again and we got lazy. So, uh, and I must apologize. Last week I was definitely, I even tweeted about it. I didn't feel like I was on my A game, felt I was distracted. So those of you that were here last week and uh, stayed all the way through. I, I, I hope I didn't uh, irritate you. I do apologize if I did. I had a whole bunch of stuff going on with the podcast awards. I was trying to juggle at the same time doing the show and it wasn't polite. So uh, yeah. my apologize from the last show. So this podcast um, site, I pulled up, uh, you know, I logged in and got access to the, the new media show kind of kind of ranking metrics. It it still doesn't say what it's based on, but, um, it shows that our, our ranking, um, went up, um, right right around the middle of August. So like the 12th. (laughs) Well, I think we had some hot, hot interviews. I think coming out of uh, podcast movement, we had some juicy uh, ones. Well, like Rob Walsh was on. Right, right, right. And we had Google podcasts was on. Yeah. And and hopefully I'm going to get the Dossie from uh, Spotify on here soon too. Oh, It'd be, be nice to have be, him on. They'd be great. Yeah. To you know, but we shall see. But so, yeah, I mean, I think maybe we we should have Rob Walsh on more often because it definitely yeah. spiked our numbers. Yeah, he helps. <laughs> so what what we should do though is uh, put a donate link on in the show notes and uh, on the uh, on the website to see if this donation model actually works. Hey, there you go. Let's <laughs> let's let's do it, Todd. I'll make some uh, special. I'll be able to make a special PayPal link so that it um it breaks it out. So I don't. So I make sure that the donations come into this show versus my other show. We'll, we'll we'll be able to see that. I'll try to. I don't know if I'll do it for this episode, but. Um, Hey, I guess what folks, if you like the new media show, we're going to have a donation link on the website <laughs> and, and in the show notes. And, uh, if you see this donation link in the actual app, go ahead and hit that and, uh, added value for value. If you think we're a good show here and we're worth the money, you know, throw us a nickel. <laughs> hey Todd, I just noticed that, uh, the highest ranking that we have in Podkite, um, in Apple Podcasts, is actually in India. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We're 195th. Wow. Fantastic. We made it to the top 200. If I had a, a soundboard, we'd go, yay! <laughs> so, Who's our Indian listeners? If- Please email us. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, number two on that list is uh, Russia at 207. Oh, there's some conspiracy. 
We're yeah, colluding. Right. We're colluding in the podcasting space uh, with Russia. <laughs> That's right. There's such thing as free speech in Russia, right? Uh, we're an example of it, right? Well, yeah. You just if you arrive in country, you might know. I. You know, my son actually lives there. You know, oh, that's interesting. Maybe that's why we rank so well over there. He's listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's kind of weird. That we're who? All right, all right, all you in Russia that are listening to the show, just an email. Where, where are you from? How are you actually? What are you getting out of this show? <laughs> right. Well, they're aspiring podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess we're growing in popularity in Canada right now. Oh, we're growing. Yes. Yeah. So for the Canucks up there, uh, we're glad you like the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I think it has, let's see, it's got Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Let's see, does it have any data around Google Podcasts for us? Uh, It doesn't appear that it has any data Hmm. at all. So it it must be an aspirational thing that they have, but I don't see any data for our show for Google Podcasts. Well, we're fixed in Google Podcasts. We're now a new media show. You can find us now, at least. Not the new media show. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do a search for the new media show in here. Yeah, I think I'm that, assuming it's, it yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, I made the changes. Hopefully it's updated on their website. Uh, Rick says, do I get a t-shirt? <laughs> He says, I'm number one, 124th in technology and gadgets, but out of how many? In the tech category, Rick, probably 30,000 or so. So uh, jump for joy there. The ranking is only within that category, so that subcategory. So, hmm. Hey, right. Todd, uh, just to give our listeners an idea of how long we've been doing this show, there's a comment in here that's eight years old. <laughs> Well, you you know, if you think about this is number what three seventeen, yeah. And how many did we do of the Saturday morning tech? Two hundred some. We we were at least in the two hundred range. Yeah. So I'll go back and find that actual number, but we're we're like five hundred episodes in on this show. So, yeah, I think a lot of people don't 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 realize how long this show has been going because it it was going for many years as a different show. Yep. Yep. And then we made a command decision right in the middle of the show to change the name. And we did it. We bought the domain name right during the show. <laughs> so I'm going to ask this question again. Do you think the new media show fits this show anymore? I, I think so. You think Do so? You? Okay. I was just thinking, you know, if there was some name that maybe had the word podcast in it. But well, I, I've got a, a, I've got 278 domains. Let me go look. <laughs> rebrand and rename the show again. So let's leave it to the audience. What should we call it? What, what do you guys want to, what do you guys, should, what, which, if we rename the show, see this is how this works here. What do you, what do you think we should rename it to? I don't know. Like, um, this week in podcasting. I think, isn't someone, this, you have to be careful. I think using this week in, isn't that trademarked? Oh, that's true. It's a Leo thing, isn't it? And no, uh, I don't think it's even a Leo thing. I think it's a, um, what's that other venture capital guy? And Oh, Jason Calacanis. Jason. I think it's a Jason. I think he owns a trademark to this week in, I think. So you have to be careful in using that one. I, 
who knows? Maybe he's dissolved that. I don't know. I could always ask Jason to come on the show. And we could we could we could negotiate with him. No, just kidding. <laughs> me, I could also ask uh, Gary Vaynerchuk to come on the show too. Maybe he can counsel us. There is a podcast called This Weekend Podcast, and it's it's ah. it's the podcast This Weekend Podcast. There's a there's a name that's probably going to get taken down by Apple. Yeah, well, and, and maybe we should just stick with what we have because it's it's got a got a name out there now. If yeah. we change now, it's it's like starting over. Yeah. <clears throat> and all right, what else? Does anyone else have anything? Yeah, well, he can do both. You know, really, really mess up the Apple folks. Have two shows with the same data in it. So, all right, well, everyone, thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Todd at bluebear.com or at Geek News on Twitter. Rob. Uh, Rob at uh, Spreaker.com if you want to reach me. And then I'm also on Twitter at Rob Greenlee, and that's with two E's. So it's always great to hear from you if you have a comment or feedback on the topics or if you'd like a, like a certain guest or um, topic for us to talk about, let us know. And we will not be live on Facebook next week. We will only be live on newmediashow.com forward slash live with the Spreaker Live uh, plug in so you'll have to go there to get the show we won't just see us on live on facebook so just a heads up if you want to listen in uh, that's where we'll be don't worry if you're subscribed to the show which we hope you are already uh, just go over to newmediashow.com and click the subscribe link that'll get you connected where you should be anyway everyone thanks for being here we'll see you next week on the new media show everyone take care bye-bye thanks bye-bye